0: it's ladies fright we tell spooky stories and try to figure out what about them makes them so scary using personal anecdotes psychology and sociology lauren maggie and jackie dive into urban legends ghost stories and other tales that give us a good fright because this is ladies fright oh what a fright! find us wherever you listen to podcasts
1: In this episode of Common Mystics, we discuss our holy shit moments and what we learned from them. I'm Jennifer James. I'm Jill Stanley. We're psychics. We're sisters. We are Common Mystics. We find extraordinary stories in ordinary places. And today, we're talking to you about notable moments in our everyday lives.
0: But first, I have some housekeeping. Ooh, housekeeping. So it was just brought to my attention that our earlier episodes from season one, for whatever reason, is are not on Apple. So we're going to have to figure that out and we will get those back up there as soon as possible. And secondly, we have a shout out to my favorite freight broker, Mike, and his team in South Carolina with Total Quality Logistics. Yay, Yay. Mike! So TQL has 52 offices nationwide. They service loads that are full truckloads, less than truckloads, and they even have rail options for you. So check them out if you can. TQL or Total Quality Logistics.
1: Wow. That sounded so professional, Jill.
0: Stop it. I'm (laughs) practicing for when we really get sponsors. (laughs) So... Jennifer in the last episode had brought up this story from our my childhood with the West Side rapists, and we were trying <laughs> to figure out. Uh huh. We were trying to figure out how, like, what's the point of telling this story? So we had multiple conversations, and Jen, do you want to share what occurred to us as we were discussing how to share this story? Basically,
1: you and I are really different.
0: hundred percent,
1: like that. I
0: think is is it in a
1: nutshell. You, even though we grew up in the same house and generally had the same experiences to live through, we have very different perspectives on life. Wouldn't you say that's the truth? Absolutely. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so for me, being the oldest, um, I'm very type A. I'm very self-reliant. I'm very like, if it has to be done, I'm going to do it myself kind of person that's true. yeah that is and true. you what's what's your kind of take on things
0: you tell me <laughs>
1: <laughs> i think whereas i can be a little inflexible and more exacting and more detail oriented you really see the big picture of things and oh, i like that yeah i mean i think you learn the big concepts really easily um i think that that's your strength quite quite frankly but also i think being the youngest you're not you're not someone who sees a stigma against asking for help no not at all yeah. and
0: actually i really believe positioning myself with people that are smarter than me or i view better than me i gain from mm. i I never feel like I'm the smartest person in the room. And if I do, I feel like that's a problem. Right. (laughs) Or I'm in the wrong room. I think the point is that we we kind of have opposite perspectives. And I think our listeners can benefit from having us be in the same situations, but coming at certain things like completely different way. Like somebody's going to identify with you and someone's going to identify with me. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Knock on
1: wood. So when – you named this episode our holy shit moments. That's right. What exactly do you mean by holy shit moments? It has something to do with our psychic abilities, right?
0: Well, not really. Oh. I, when we call ourselves common mystics, what, what we are saying that our experiences are not only accessible to people, but they're similar, right? We've all had moments. Our listeners all over the globe have had moments like, oh my God, that just happened. Mm -hmm. Or, oh my God, what the F is happening. And we've lived through them. But what we chose to do in this episode is to look at those moments and be like, holy shit, that really happened. Why did it happen? What did we do in those moments? And what did we gain from those experiences?
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And some of them are more trivial than others.
0: (laughs) I don't think so. Oh, I do. I mean, well, I mean, we'll get to that. Let let our listeners decide. <laughs> You're so silly. So as I was saying, I'm sure all of you had these moments. So please share them with us. I think it would be a great idea if you can email us audio of your story so we can create another bonus episode talking about your moments. I think that that would be really fun. And we want to hear back from you guys, too.
1: Yeah, audio would be great. But even if they wanted to just type it in the text of an email, that would be fine, too. Commonmystics at gmail.com.
0: Thank you so much. So, Jennifer, yeah. <laughs> do you want to introduce me and my story? <laughs> um,
1: Yes. I don't know what order we're going in.
0: Do, do your dress one.
1: Okay. So, you were, what year did you get married in, Jill? 2011. Okay. So, it was around sometime in 2010 when we had to get. The dresses. Order the dresses for your wedding.
0: Well, I think, honestly, I was getting married May two thousand eleven. Our mother, December two thousand ten, had gone into s- septic shock, and so Jennifer and I were in the hospital with mom, taking shots of pizza, a complete <laughs> wreck, That's for true. two weeks straight. So we were plump. We were full on saturated. We were juicy. And we had we had already bought our dresses. Right. Right. That's so, a good point. So that's where we start. So trivial, no. Like it was like <laughs> a, this was like a moment. This is like dun 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 dun. You, dun, so dun, dun, dun.
1: you know I completely forgot about the circumstances? You're right. So I ordered this dress in a size four. And even before mom got sick, that was a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> even before, you know, the pizza and the Mexican and, you know, the overnights in the hospital and you the know, wine eating <laughs> and the wine.
0: I remember Dennis bringing us trays of wine. Do you remember that? Yes. And we were just crying with wine.
1: <laughs> yeah. Crying and
0: drinking. So, like I said,
1: even before that episode, a-, a size four dress was a stretch, but it started to get closer to the month of your wedding, and I realized, holy shit, I'm not going to be able to fit in that dress. Like something drastic needs to happen. And so I, you know, we're, we're Catholic, and I was taught that you can pray to the Blessed Mother, Jesus's mom. We, I grew up calling her the Blessed Mother. You can pray and ask her for things, and she will help you. And so I asked Blessed Mother (laughs) to help me lose weight. And I was very specific because I I told her, I don't have the strength to not eat all the time. Like, I don't have the strength to do that. I said, you have the strength. So you need to give it to me when I'm stressed and I want to eat, when I'm bored and I want to eat, you know, when I'm in the store and I want to make a bad decision. You need to give me your strength. And I would pray this every night before I went to bed. I would say, all right, Blessed Mother, here we go. Tomorrow's going to be another day. I don't have the strength to do this. And um, as it turned out, I actually did lose enough weight to fit into that size four dress. And that was no small miracle. And it really was because I, I asked for help. And again, that's very unlike me, unlike my personality. That is legit unlike her, right? But uh, it it seemed like an insurmountable task. But it, I mean, in that case, it it did turn out.
0: You looked great. I'm gonna post (laughs) pictures with the with the episode of us on my wedding day. Oh my gosh! Okay, great. Great. You did. You looked really oh, And that you. was the thinnest so did I was in my adult life too.
1: Well, you again, also you were working out <laughs> like twice a day,
0: three times, three times a day, and I was eating twelve hundred calories. That
1: little Russian Nazi of a the seamstress, little
0: Russian lady, made me cry. She made she you was cry. Like, You're never gonna fit in that dress, and I was like, "That's all I needed." Right. Like if it was just for me, I would have never have been able to do it. But because that little because woman she was, so was like, yeah, yeah, I know. I but we're like, off topic now. But no, it's the same topic because I'll tell you why. Oh, that really demonstrates our personalities and why we're different. Mm. In that moment, you're like, this doesn't seem like like I'm gonna be able to. do it. And you were vulnerable. Well, I start vulnerable, and someone has to kick me, and then I'm like, oh no, you don't. And then I like <laughs> fight back. Right? Oh, that's funny. So, I see. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, so, so um, that happened, and I do credit the Blessed Mother for, for losing that weight. I want to hear about um, the transcripts. You do? I do. So then you have to tell two stories in a row. Uh, you're going to tell – I think you should tell all your three, what? and then I'll tell my three. Yes. <sighs> Who's in charge of this outline? Me. Oh, you are. <laughs> you're supposed to. Okay, mean. so here's another thing. you don't always follow it. Here's I know. <laughs> here's another thing, Jill, that was really – this just happened recently. I know. That's why I like it. Yeah. Some of our listeners might not know that if you go to our website, commonmystics.net, and you click on the podcasts tab in the menu, you can go to the different podcasts, all of them from the very beginning. And then when you select one, there is a link to the transcript.
0: And what also you may not realize is that we both have full-time jobs. And Jennifer is back at her full-time job Mm -hmm. because she's in education Mm -hmm. and she's not working from home. She's in the school, mask on. She doesn't have time to do the transcripts. There is absolutely no way I have time to do the transcripts. Right.
1: Sue. And the transcripts are long. Transcripts are like 17 pages single
0: spaced. Okay. And our aunt only reads the transcripts. (laughs) And if Jennifer doesn't do the transcripts, Anne Irene will be like, "I'm well, hello.
1: <laughs> I was looking
0: for episode
1: 4." Anyway, so the transcripts need to be done. And I at this point I was like 4 behind, and each one takes, I don't know, 4 to 5 hours. And so I decided, I can't do this anymore. Now that work has started, I need to reach out to someone who has in the past offered, you know, to do some work for for us. I took out my phone and I got on Messenger and I typed this, this message to this, this person who had offered, like I said, in the past to help us out. And I was prepared, you know, to give, to give her a few dollars, you know, just to help us out. Nothing substantial, just, you know, something for her time. And then I typed out this message, Jill, I told you, I typed it Mm -hmm. and then I stopped because it just felt wrong. I don't know how else to explain that except it almost felt like someone was right next to me going, hold on, hold on. And so I looked at this message that I typed and there was no logical reason for me not to send it. But I listened. I listened to that voice saying, hold on, don't be hasty, hold on. And so I ended up deleting the message and I I didn't send it. So then the next day, someone else pops into my head, Jocelyn. So again, I got back. I me- got a messenger, typed up this message, sent it to Jocelyn, and as it turns out, Jocelyn answered right away. Yes, yes, please. And as it turns out, she um, she actually really really needed that that money that few dollars like, had no idea how she was going to buy groceries.
0: Aww. And
1: so I'm so glad that I stopped and I listened because I think she was meant to be helped. You know, like, she was meant to have that opportunity so that she could, like, feed herself. I love that. Yeah. So anyway, that was, like, holy shit. Holy shit. That, that wasn't just my, you know, that wasn't just my head. That was, like, real that was a message Mm -hmm. like that's not the person who needs this money right now
0: I love that because we talk about so often how do we discern if it's you or not and with you being so logical Mm -hmm. there's no way like there was no logical reason why you stopped right it was only that pull that's exactly
1: right and I asked myself that I'm like why aren't I sending this right now like I had that conversation with myself and I decided Mm -hmm. to wait on it and I'm glad I did so so do you want to do you want to talk about yours or do you want me to keep going keep going and this is I a like this one. one this is a I love one. this one. Oh this is one gosh. of my favorite
0: ones I can just go on and I'll tell you why I love it
1: so Jill mentioned that I'm in education and it was my first year in this position that I had never had before what year was it it was 2013 okay okay and our grandmother had died the year before. That's it?
0: right. Mm-hmm. It was she did die in November 2012. Mhm.
1: So, one interesting thing about my upbringing is whenever I had a problem, I would always call grandma cuz grandma would always help me out. She would always pray for me, she'd always help me out, she'd always make me feel better. And grandma was gone, and that was sad. But I was in this new position and Part of my job was to tell the district office which students in a particular grade level tested into this accelerated program. And so because, you know, when something is new to you, you kind of prioritize and say, oh, that's going to be easy. I'll, I'll, I'll put that off until it's due, right? This is going to be harder. I'll do it now. Well, I assumed because the students had already taken this test I assumed all I had to do was get the scores, which I had. All I had to do was sort them by scores, draw like a line between those that made the cutoff and those that didn't, and send that list over to the district office. Big deal. I can do that the day before it's due. So the week comes that it's due. It's that Monday, actually, because I didn't exactly wait to the last minute. But I had this information w- like a month and a half before it was due, but whatever. I sat on it. The Monday before the Friday that it's due, I sit down and I open up the email and now I'm reading through it. And I find out that (laughs) it's not just the scores, Jill. It's not just the scores. It's an entire rubric that involves interviews With the teachers, and it requires the teachers to fill out these surveys, and then you're supposed to take the interviews and the surveys and the test scores together to determine if these students qualify for this accelerated program. So Did you I'm, go, nope. So no. <laughs> so I am sitting in my office and all of a sudden like, I'm getting hot, like blotchy, <laughs> blotchy hot. You know what I mean? Like, yes, um, I like, exactly. my, like, like my neck is like, I'm flushed. And I feel like, oh my God, I will never get this done. Because in a normal place of business, perhaps, the employees are at your access, right? You can you can go into someone's office. But that's not true with teachers. Teachers are teaching all day. You can't just go into the classroom and say, I need this rubric done in this survey, and I need to interview you right now so that I have information that I should have had a month ago, but I'm just getting around to it now. You know what I mean? Ugh. So I was in trouble, Jill. I was in big trouble. Mm-hmm. So... I sent a bunch of emails. I tried to get as much information as I can, but still I couldn't get to all of the teachers because four days is not enough time to, to you know, get the information that you need.
0: So what did you do? So
1: every night, oh my God, oh my God. Every night I went to bed and I prayed and I prayed myself to sleep and I would wake up In the middle of the night and I would start praying again. And I was actually, I was praying to God and I was asking grandma because grandma had just died and she always helped me. I was like, grandma, you have to help me. I'm in big trouble. (laughs) And so like every night I did this and I would come to work and I would just be ragged, you know, just like (laughs) ragged. And I would be running around trying to catch teachers on their plan. I still didn't have everything I needed. And my logical brain was like, okay, Jennifer, you can call the district office and you can tell them, look, I messed up. I need an extension, right?
0: Or there is no way. There is absolutely no way that you would ever there do is that. There's absolutely no way I would ever, there ever is, do a, that. That is just not an Because option. not only would I look bad
1: if I missed the deadline, my entire school would look bad because I was representing the school. Ugh. Or Jill, or I could not do the extra work, just take the test scores and send them in. No, you wouldn't do that either. I would never
0: do that either. Because then I'm like, these are children's lives
1: at stake. (laughs) You know? Oh my gosh. So the the so now it's Tuesday. The only option is to pray all night and hope to God for a miracle. Okay? So then it was Tuesday, then it was Wednesday, then it was Thursday, and it was all due Friday. Again, I prayed myself to sleep. I wake up. 2 a.m., I start praying again. Grandma, please help me. I don't know what I'm going to do.
0: <laughs> fall back
1: asleep. 4 a.m., oh, my God, Grandma, you have to help me. I don't know how I'm going to work work this out. I wake up that Friday. It's the day the scores are due. I still don't know. I still don't know how I'm going to do it. I notice that it's raining out because it's spring. It's April. I notice that it's raining out. I get in the car, and it, come to think of it, it had been raining, it had been raining Wednesday, too, and, and Thursday. Not a big deal. Just something that I noticed in the back of my head. <laughs> April showers bring right.
0: May flowers.
1: I drive into work and I park in the back like I usually do. And I always get to work early. So the entire the entire parking lot is, is empty, which it usually is.
0: But she's a crazy overachiever. So she's usually there. <laughs> Except for the
1: custodian. He's always there before me. So... I go into the building, I walk in, and the custodian is standing there looking out the front door, not far from my office. So I walk past him and as I do, he turns around and he looks at me and he says, well, you're a brave one. And I was like, (laughs) I, I had no response to that. I just looked at him oddly like, I'm brave because I'm coming into work. Like, what are you talking about? And I see that he's looking out the front window through these big glass doors. You know how they have the glass pane doors Mm -hmm. in schools? And I can see that the entire front of the building is underwater. Like, you can't Mm -hmm. see the drive where the buses unload the students. You can't see the curb. The water is up to the building. And he said... You know school is closed today. And I said, "What?" And it was all <laughs> I could do, not to freaking drop and start crying. I said, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, the the he goes, the entire city is flooded, Jennifer.
0: <laughs>
1: People can't get out of their driveways. Bridges are closed like schools closed. And I was like, you're kidding. So I go to my office and you like
0: Charlie with a golden (laughs) ticket.
1: (laughs) I like skipped. I skipped to my office and I started working and Jill, every teacher that I needed was stuck in their homes that day. I was able to interview them and get my stuff together,
0: and get it in. And Grandma did that. Grandma totally (laughs) did that. And it just—I can just picture her smiling, like little—you know how she's like mischievous smile, right? I can just picture her doing that, right? Do you think it's crazy that I really
1: believe that Grandma did that? Like Grandma really flooded Naperville for me. Like Grandma did that
0: legit believe grandma did that
1: what about the fact that some people's basements were flooding like would grandma like flood basements see i would rather think that (laughs) naperville was due for a flood and that grandma adjusted like space and time for me to be like okay make it flood this day do you know what i mean i would hate to think that you know, somebody suffered potentially because I missed a deadline because I didn't read the email. <laughs>
0: Stop it! I think that I think that's a really good point. I see what you're saying, but I really do think when people say bad things happen or good things happen, it's all relative and it's all perspective, right? I guess. If if someone, you know what I mean, like someone was looking at that rain, being like, "Oh, this is sucks." Like, this sucks. Or someone is like, I don't have to go to work today. And then you were like, oh, my God, I can get all my work done. So it's just – there's, like, this old Buddhist proverb that the whole point is, like, who's to say what's good and what's bad? Mm. Mm.
1: Yeah. But Grandma did that. Grandma flooded Naperville for me.
0: Thank you, Grandma. Thank that you, was really grandma. sweet.
1: <laughs> all right. Grandma. So you've got some holy shit moments. I do got some I holy I love this one. Tell us about the bracelet.
0: So – I moved to Arizona by myself in my early 20s mm-hmm. and I had no friends. It was very brave, and-
1: very very Ugh. courageous of you.
0: So I would like hang out with like a karaoke troupe and like follow this troupe around and I met a my friend Kevin there now Kevin and I never dated strictly platonic the nicest person in the entire world he was the kind of guy that you would meet and be like oh my god he's gonna be a millionaire like he just had that personality and he was so funny mm-hmm. and he so I met Kevin like he's like a part of my family I would like stayed at his house his mom loved me I took his mom shopping I still call his little brother my little brother mm. and I moved back to the midwest Actually, you came to pick me up at Kevin's house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, then I met Chad. Kevin and Chad would talk on the phone. And I always thought that Kevin was going to be like our friend that we traveled to go see that would come on vacations with us because he was that person. And Kevin had come to the Midwest already to visit us, him and his family. Mm. He had just got married and I was getting married the May after. So this is actually 2010 too. So Kevin's, got married and I'm excited because I'm going to meet his wife and his wife's coming to our wedding in May. And I like send him a reminder. I'm like, I got you down, boo. I was like, you I'm going to see you. And he's like, you're going to see me. And I was like, yeah. So that weekend after I sent that message to him, him, Kevin and his wife and Kevin's friend went um, and his wife went to a river in Arizona, which is not uncommon. Everyone hangs out by the rivers and um, he – they went – him and his friend went into the river to go for a swim, and Kevin never came back. He oh. drowned. And so I get a message that um, what happened, and I'm devastated, and I know that I have to go to Arizona, and I am afraid to fly. Mm-hmm. Like legit afraid to fly because I had been on like small planes before and all of a sudden the plane dropped. Oh, it's so sad. I can't. But I'm like, I don't have a choice. That's my friend and I'm going to go and and I'm friends with his family. Like I said, they're like my family. Mm -hmm. I'm not letting them down and I'm going. To the funeral. To the funeral. So I go to Arizona. I do the funeral thing. I stay a couple days at Kevin's house um, with his mom. And I'm on my way back and I am emotionally just empty. Do you know, like, like I was trying to put, yeah, just drained. He was such a good person and he was so down to earth and he just, it was just such a loss. And like I said, I always thought that we would be friends. I literally thought, like, we would be, like, traveling together and he would be, like, come visit us. And it's so unique that Chad liked him, too. Like, Chad wasn't threatened by him, right. but they really dug each other. And they Your spent now. time together. Mm-hmm. Yes, my husband. Um, so I was just spent. And I had a book. And I'm sitting in the Sky Harbor Airport waiting for my flight. And I have to fly to Milwaukee to take this little puddle jumper to Grand Rapids. So I'm sitting there, and in my book, Kevin's funeral card is like a little paper book with Kevin's picture on it. And I'm sitting there, I'm reading a book, and I hate flying, so I'm just kind of nervous. I'm not even reading the words, and I'm waiting for boarding, and the whole sitting area is full. And when I look up, there's a woman and an older gentleman and the gentleman walks away from her as if, if he was going to go buy something or get something or use the restroom. And she's standing there and she looks like Deborah Messing. I will oh. I just, she was just so pretty. Like her hair was all burned. Mm. She was wearing a mask, a maxi skirt. And she had like three quarter sleeves. She was just adorable. And I thought to myself like, oh, she's beautiful. She ain't got no place to sit because <laughs> the whole place was full. And so I go back and I looked out at my book and the person next to me gets up. And so this woman sits next to me. It was not Deborah Messing. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> she sits next to me, and I'm like, "Hey, whatever." I'm I'm sociable usually, so it's not uncommon for me to, like smile or whatever. But again, not feeling it, just like mm-hmm. just drained. And she notices the funeral card as my bookmark, and she asks me about like Kevin, or whatever. Or like, what am I doing here? And we start up a conversation. I don't remember the flow of the conversation, but she shared with me someone in her life that had drowned. I was talking about Kevin, and um, she was telling me how she was just flying around the world with her boyfriend, and they had to go back to Milwaukee for a family reunion. So she um, had better seats than I did, because they they call out sections for boarding, so like you know, like the airline plus, plus people go first. So Mm -hmm. of course her and her boyfriend, like he, I, he never came back to to be with her. I think he was already standing in line. So when they called her section, she stood up. And when she was walking away, she took a bracelet off her wrist and she goes, I had just been to Israel and I had been to the spot where St. Christopher helps Jesus with the cross as he stumbles during the passion And in that spot, there are missionary nuns that make rosaries into bracelets out of rosewood. And that's what this is. That's what I had where I had gotten this. And I want to give it to you so you know you're going to have a safe flight. Oh. And she just walks away. I don't even know her name. And Jen, you know me. Mm. I am (laughs) sentimental AF. And I used to wear like, do you remember my scapulars? Yes. I have a whole box of scapulars that I used to wear, which is a Catholics thing. It, you wear it over the scapular of your back and on your throat. Mm-hmm. And it's a reminder that that you're in spirit with God mm-hmm. and that if anything happens to you, it says um, that you will have eternal rest basically right. in heaven. Right. So I used to wear it all the time. Like it, on vacations, like as a kid, I always had this like raggedy ass cloth around my neck and I didn't even care. Um. So to have someone give me something, a beautiful, right? Because mm-hmm. this is not a cloth. This from is a gorgeous, Israel. From Israel, made out of rosewood, <sighs> so it smelled like roses. Oh, by and nuns. By nuns. Where the spot where apparently Saint Christopher helped Christ, like Jesus Christ, this is the best gift. <laughs> that checked I've... all
1: your boxes.
0: <laughs> oh my god, my tail was wagging like a motherfucker. <laughs> like I was like, Oh my god, what am I gonna do with this bracelet? <laughs> like, am I gonna and like that's all I thought about. Like, am I gonna wear it every day? Am I gonna put it in my car? Like, I was like, Oh my god, this is the coolest thing. I cannot wait to like show mom because I was go co- I like uh I was just like so excited. So I get on the plane. I end up in Milwaukee. I do not see this woman again. I know she was a real person, but, I, like, again, she had better seats than I did. Mm-hmm. I was, like, low. If it was a Titanic, I was on the bottom with the rats. <laughs> so I get to Milwaukee, and I'm going on this little baby plane to fly, like, 45 minutes over Lake Michigan to Grand Rapids. Now, this plane is scary AF. It is, like, three seats, right? Two on the left, one on the right. And I don't know how big, like how long it is, but it ain't long. Mm -hmm. It is not Mm -hmm. long. And I look at my ticket and I, and I like shimmy past the seats to get to my seat. And I sit down and I, there are three ladies already on the plane to my right. And a couple roads back, there was two people sitting and then one in front. And the two together were telling the poem woman in front of them how safe this flight was and don't be afraid, even though the plane looks like a joke. Right. <laughs> and, I, and I'm hearing, I'm like, okay, that's encouraging. And then this guy comes up to me and he's all like, you're in my seat. And I'm like, I'm not in your seat, man. And I looked at my ticket. I was like, oh, I'm in your seat. And he goes, oh, and walks away from me and goes to the front of the plane. So I was like, oh, that's embarrassing. And so I'm continually hearing this conversation between these three ladies And one of the ladies, the one in the further back, sitting next to the window, was saying how this is her mom. They come here every day. They take this flight every day for treatments because she's sick. She has this, like, different kind of cancer that's only treated in Milwaukee from her area. And so I was like, oh, man, that sucks so bad. And I look out the window. I'm like, I hope we – like, I just hope we make it because this plane does not look legit. And I'm really afraid. But, you know, she says everything's fine. And I hear – As if someone was right next to me in this androgynous voice that was, like, nondescript, give her the bracelet. And I've heard this voice before. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I've heard this voice before. And I know it wasn't for me. But I never heard it twice, right? So I was all like, did I just hear that? (laughs) like i may be going crazy are, I was you, like, talking me? I- are you talking to <laughs> me what bracelet i know of- i'm like i ain't in your seat too and so i was like if i hear it again okay because i think i'm not gonna hear it again i never hear it twice mm. i was like if i hear it again then i'll give this woman my <laughs> bracelet okay and then i hear give her the bracelet and i was like god damn it <laughs> i really want this bracelet Oh, and I was like, I literally like slumped in my seat. I was like, God, I just got this bracelet, bro. Like, that's not even fair. I didn't even bring it home yet. And I just like look over my shoulder at them and they're still talking. Blah, blah. And so I was like, God. And I tap on what turned out to be her mother's knee. Because that's how close we are because the plane is a joke, (laughs) FYI. And, And I'm like. I look at like they stop talking and everyone's looking at me and the the woman that has the treatments is looking at me all wide-eyed and I look at her and I like, take the bracelet off my wrist and I'm like I guess this is for you <laughs> Oh, man. I was like, someone just gave me this bracelet and apparently it's for you. I was supposed to bring it to you. So here you go. This holy land, blah, blah, same person. Right. Israel, birth, blah, 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 Jesus, yeah. blah, blah. Forever. Very special. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Are you even Catholic? I didn't think so. <laughs> I just turned around and she like looked at me like I was her angel, very Aww. pissed off, large angel, <laughs> but I was so upset. But she was so, she was just like stunned in that moment. Wow. So I get back to the car, I know. It's I get back to the car and it hits me as I'm getting in the car like that is such an analogy for for life mm-hmm. and for Kevin's life mm. and and it just even gives me goosebumps to think about. And in that moment, I knew I don't know the purpose of anything. Right. Right. Just because something's given to me doesn't mean it belongs to me. Mm-hmm. I could be acquiring something just for the sole purpose to give it to someone else, no matter how much I love it, how much I think it deserve, I deserve it, and what a gift it is to me. hmm And I thought – and then I called Kevin's mom crying because I was like, it's so beautiful. And Kevin's mom was like, oh, you made it home? She's like, oh, did you – or did you get drinks, huh? (laughs) She had no idea what I was talking about. But then every time something bad happens to me, I think about the bracelet. And either I think I'm in a situation where someone is giving me a bracelet, that's a gift. But also it's a gift to give it away. Mm -hmm. So – to bring up my other story that I was gonna bring, I um got I I was working for my boss Richard at Metro and I left because well, I got You getting a awfully lady.
1: specific with our listeners. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you wanna They're drop friends. your social security number too while we're at it. And what's that address, Jill? <laughs> they would like to to, to come by. <laughs> so I left my job with um my long-term job to go work with a startup company, um, in a different area of the recycling industry. And I was like, hells to the, yeah. I, and I was like successful. I was getting accounts and part of the mission was to be an ambassador for, for not only our recycling efforts, but the company. So I was like going to, um, conferences and had my own booth and speaking and I was making all these, um, connections that I didn't have before, that I wasn't making before, because I never had that role with Richard, right? So, um, long story short, they fired me. Oh, <laughs> the the uh, recycling laws in Michigan, as it pertains to this particular area of recycling, had mm, changed.
1: Nobody cares. Just
0: <laughs> <laughs> so they fired me. Okay. Wah, wah. And so I was very, very upset and I was looking for a job. Aww. And I just remember thinking, Jill, this is, this is the moment where the bracelet's going to come to use. So like either you're getting a bracelet or you're giving a bracelet. And at this moment, someone's going to give you a bracelet. And Richard had found out from a coworker of, of mine, my past coworker, that I was looking for another job. And he said, do you think she'll come back? And in true to form, if you know Richard, he didn't ask me to come back. He <laughs> called me to say, how was I doing, if I would be interested? And I said, yes. And then he's like, well, I'm going out of town for like three weeks. And I, and when I get back, we'll talk about it again. So I didn't know whether or not he was going to hire me back. But if when I asked him that, he was like, yeah, of course I was. What did you? And I was like, OK. <laughs> I was like, I was really Aww. worried. I was eating a lot for three weeks until you got back. (laughs) but he ended up hiring me back and I have not left since and I learned my lesson I'm a metro girl (laughs) wow what I love
1: about both of those stories is that it reminds us that when you get something good in your life that shouldn't be the end of it that should inspire Mm. you to give good to someone else and also a reminder that when something really shitty comes your way that's temporary too you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like nothing is permanent. We are here to, you know, to embrace in the moment and then let it go, embrace and let it go Mm -hmm. good
0: and bad. I think my friend dying, there is I look at that experience and I think nothing good can come out of it. Mm. But true to form to like Kevin, like something good always comes out of Kevin. Aww. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so that moment that like yeah. that happened, it's like of course, of course Kevin was going to leave me with this tidbit of knowledge because that's who he was. Right. Wow. So I'm not saying it's obviously it's good that he's not with us, but I'm saying even no bad things happen, mm-hmm. if you pay attention, there are there are sprinkles of light and goodness in those moments even when they seem just the darkest. Okay.
1: And that brings us to the West Side Rapist. (laughs) We'll work on that transition in editing. (laughs) I thought it was rather smooth.
0: (laughs) So I have a friend named Megan. And my mom would always tell me, whenever you're with Megan, it's just a combination for trouble. And she's right. Whether we're looking for it or not, it always seems like Megan and I were in some kind of shenanigans together. And so on this particular night, Megan and I were going to go to some guy's house that she met really far away. Now, this was 1996, and there wasn't an internet Like we, like if we were cool, which we weren't, we had pagers, but we didn't. So like, no. And I don't know how she met these people, but it was always people like really far away. So this, on this particular night, it's a school night. Meg and I living in Forest Park, as you recall, our town Forest Park is separated by the 290 expressway north and south, but also that runs parallel along that same expressway is the Chicago Transit Authority blue line. The train that goes to the city and back, and they stop. The end of it was there at the train depot. Right. Forest Park, the end of the line. Forest Park, end of the line. And and when you get off the train in Forest Park, you got options. You're either in (laughs) Forest Park or you're even getting on a bus. Most people don't stay. (laughs) You get on a bus, and you can go to any other western suburbs, farther west, north, south, whatever. So we were at the train station, and... The train station is set up where the trains come above you. So overhead, if you were in the lobby of the train station, that's where the trains would would exit and arrive. And then you would come downstairs. And as you're coming down the stairs, you had the option to go left to the different buses or long-term parking or right to like a kiss and ride and very short-term parking lot, right? Mm-hmm. So Megan and I on this night, were going to take a bus – Somewhere to North Lake, for whatever reason. God knows what the hell we were even thinking. So I am to the left. How old are you again? 16. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I am looking, and again, before the internet, there are paper schedules up on the wall Mm -hmm. of all the buses, the bus routes, and what time. So I had to figure out what our bus was. I didn't know the number of our bus, So and what time it was coming. And it was dark out, so I'm thinking it's probably like at the end of the year sometime, so like November, December. And um, I'm standing there trying to figure out what, what what bus we get on to go to North Lake, and Megan comes up to me with a, a shorter fellow. Now, Megan and I are both six feet tall. She's a lengthy, pink panther-looking <laughs> six feet tall I am not. I am more of a husky, like (laughs) meaty build. Eastern European solid. Yes. Mm -hmm. Juicy, Mm -hmm. we like to say. So when she arrives with this little fellow – I'm just like, who's your little friend, you know? Like, what? <laughs> what is happening? And she's like, this guy is going to give us a ride to North Lake. And I look at him, and I say, OK, <laughs> we have $4 in our pocket, and we need $2.50 each to get back home, so we don't have money to give you. He's like, ah, oh, it's all right. It's all right. And I was like, uh, uh, we're going to Northlake. I'm like, that's really far. Mm-hmm, like
1: 45 minutes yeah. or more.
0: And he's like, it's okay, I have a Cadillac, I'm parked over here. And he he gestures to the short-term parking. So I'm like, well, if you're parked in the short-term parking, then you're waiting for something. Like, why are you here? Right. And so I said, whoever you're waiting for you're gonna miss because this is a really far drive and he was like no he's like you're gonna like my Cadillac it's really it's it's blue whatever and to me I remember that because our mom had a blue Cadillac that I would always get sick in Mm -hmm. and so that's why I remember he had a blue Cadillac because I'm like I don't know I don't have a track record with blue Blue Cadillacs I've thrown (laughs) up many a times just the thought of it was making me nauseous. Mm -hmm. And so I I was like, uh, oh, it sure would beat trying to figure out the schedule and waiting. So I'm like, all right, let's go. So we go back into the bus terminal or the the train station in the lobby area and we're walking directly across to the short term parking. And all of a sudden, this larger gentleman is walking with us. And I'm like, oh, who the fuck? <laughs> I was like, um, and I stopped dead in my tracks and I just got um I just knew I go Megan I'm not going that's all I said and I turned around and I walked out and I got on the first bus and she was following me we got on the very first bus that had their doors open and you don't even know where you were going I had absolutely no idea where we were going. But I I just we had to get out of there. And we ended up somewhere on like twenty-fifth Avenue, north of North Avenue. Like I have no clue. I it, the last thing I remember of that bus ride was getting off and like nowhere in Melrose Park, being like, <laughs> and now what? Like we had, <laughs> I have no idea how we got home. Oh. But I did get home that night. And when I got home, I was going up to mom's room to give her a kiss good night. And she was in bed. She was doing her crossword puzzle, laying on her stomach, and the TV was on. And she had just watched Channel 5 News at nine. And it was 10 o'clock. So she changed it as I was in the room to Channel 2 News. And I was like, hi, just got home, man. And all of a sudden, there was this sketch of the little guy at the train station on the TV now it was muted but I saw the sketch and I stopped talking to mom I'm like mom I gotta call Kevin I'm like Kevin mom I gotta call Megan that's the guy there's this guy was at the train station today and so I call Megan I'm like Megan turn on channel two because it's not like we don't have Tebow right Mm -hmm. like this is like satellite back in the day and so mom hears me on the phone with Megan and she's like hang up hang up I'm like I gotta go turn on channel two like right now I'm like what and she's like tell me about the guy I'm like well he was like a little bitty nothing but he was telling me that he was like going to drive us to North Lake, And I was trying to explain like, dude, you're not going to be here for whoever. And she's like, what kind of car does he drive? And I'm like, well, I didn't see his car, but he told me he had a blue Cadillac and she was like, okay. So she picked up the phone and I, she's not communicating with me. She was like in her own, like, I'm like, okay. So she picks up the phone. She calls the forest park police and officer John Scott, Came to the house. Wow. And he was JR's, and this is how I remember this. He was JR's stepfather. So he recognized me from being in JR's class. I see. But yeah, so he was like, okay, what happened? And I'm like, this guy, and I told the whole story to the officer, and, um, He said that apparently they didn't understand why people were going with this guy Mm -hmm. because he had said that it seemed unlikely that people would feel comfortable. And I was like, but this guy was really small, officer. I said, I felt like if anything were to happen, I surely Mm -hmm. me and Megan can overpower this guy in like a second. Like, honestly, it wasn't until the larger gentleman who was taller than me and like buff – like a solid, thick way that that was like all my instincts were like, just get out of there. So that could have been so.
1: Wow. And Jill did they, And that guy was known as the West Side Rapist, right?
0: Okay. So let me tell you, this is what's weird. The reason why I always called in the West Side Rapist, and I don't know if I heard that title from the news that day, but I could not find that title on the internet when I was searching because I was trying to find the guy for the story today. So I found the article and um, I don't know if they caught him.
1: Oh my gosh. I
0: called I know. I called the district um the district police that he was raping people out of. He raped four women all picked up at um CTA stops, Chicago Transit Authority stops. And um it was like a string of of rapes, like four oh my and gosh. the 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 when I saw the sketch cuz that's how I found it on newspapers.com, the police sketch. I knew it was him. It looked like almost like someone had like airbrushed because he was older looking than Mm -hmm. the sketch. But he was in the article, it said that he was tall. He wasn't tall. Oh, interesting. So I know. I don't know why that's a disconnect. And I don't know. But so that's what happened. And I don't know what happened. And I called our cousin Renee and. Jenny, who is um, a Chicago officer, and she's, like, without a name, and she's, like, wow. there's just no way I can find out. Yeah. Wow. But I couldn't find anything else about him, just that one article. Still, that's super scary. It so, is super scary.
1: So the, the theme is ho- holy shit moments. That was certainly a holy shit moment for you. But my question is, was that moment, was that your common sense, or was that, like, your spiritual sense, like you like you like to say, your Spideys?
0: I think it was two things. I think we as humans have instincts, like as mammals have instincts. I think that that's part of it. I think that's part of our spidey senses. I think our spidey senses are part of the intuition of being animals. And I think that we as Western cultures have somehow conditioned ourselves not to attribute those those things, those senses Mm -hmm. as something substantial. Like listening to your gut. Right. It's more woo-woo because there is no rational reason why I would have been scared. To be honest, me and my friends were asshole kids and we hitchhiked all the time. Like mm-hmm. it was not a thing. So to be like all of a sudden and as soon as we got on the bus, Megan and I were like, holy shit. Like it was like we knew we were in wow. trouble. And that's why it was such a big deal that I called her right away when I saw that little guy on the news. Wow. Like we knew on the bus that we like that was a situation. Wow. So when we were talking
1: earlier, going back and forth about what is really the theme of this bonus episode, and it's about spirit in some way
0: influencing your life for the better, right? I think when you and I were talking earlier, you made such a good point. You you said to me, I Because sur- in my opinion, I always think of myself as surrendering to spirit where you feel like you will do everything you can yourself mm-hmm. like first. But I'm the kind of person to be like, God, just help. like if mm-hmm. anything happens in my life today, I'm like, mom, I still like yell for her in spirit to help me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, th- I, I feel like I surrendered to it. And she's like, but but you said I make decisions mm-hmm. and react based on whatever information I'm getting. That is exactly right.
1: That mm-hmm. is exactly
0: right. And I didn't realize that until our conversation about it yesterday. Ah, oh, well,
1: good. I'm glad we had it because it's true. Because you need to be open. You need to be listening. But then you have to respond. You know, just mm. like I didn't have to respond to that feeling to hold off and not message the first person that I was going to hire to work on our transcripts. You didn't have to listen to that voice that told you mm. to give away that bracelet. You know, I mean... <sighs> That, I think, is a really important theme. You have to, if you want to be a more spiritual person and really use your instincts or your gut or your gifts or your psychic abilities, whatever you're going to call it, you have to pay attention and then you have to respond to it, don't you think?
0: Yeah, in kind. I like the analogy it's as if you get an Amazon package like you want something and you want something right so you go out and you're like this is what I want and then it comes to the door but you never answer the door you never pick up the package mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like it's you're not you have to you have to have the behavior the action to go get the package so you can receive whatever it right. is that you are looking for right
1: and if you're like me if you're that self-sufficient type a empowered personality sometimes you just have to let go, release that control and ask Mm. for help. Mm. And for me, that was such a powerful experience because that's not me. That's not what I do. I don't get in these situations. Do you Mm -mm. know, like that is not, I never, never (laughs) Never. wait last minute, you Uh know? So for me, I almost feel like that was an important journey on my own psychic development because I knew that grandma helped
0: me. To me, that story, the reason why I love it so much is because it literally was the trust game in spirit. <laughs> you were literally closing your eyes and leaning back that's into right. grandma being like, you, I, I don't you. know how else this is going to happen. <laughs> that's how, like in my mind's eye, that's exactly what it is. And she caught you. Yeah, she did. Thank goodness. Now, I have a question. Mm, what is it? Because I, I legit hate when I read on the internet, like an angel intervened on my behalf. And you're like, Really? <laughs> <laughs> like, don't you hate that shit? I'm like, really? Did they? Did they just swoop right in there? What's your question? My question is, how come it doesn't happen all the time? Mm,
1: that's a great question.
0: I think that it do- that we're not always
1: saved by grace. We don't always have angels rushing in to save us because we're actually here to learn some lessons.
0: <laughs> mm. We're
1: here to make growth. The journey of our lives is all about growth and learning and you can't learn if you don't sometimes fail. You have to be tested. You have to go through those difficult moments because that's how you get your medal. Mhm. That's how you improve. Hopefully, you reflect and you know, it's it's not sometimes about improving, it's more about just the experience evolving. It's about evolving.
0: Mm, it's about the evolution yes, of your soul. the evolution of the soul, exactly. I, in a more hokey way... I believe, and I don't know where. I mean, I think a lot of people have subscribed to this philosophy of a, school, a soul contract, where you're like, mm-hmm. I sign up but, for this life, sign <laughs> exactly. Me up. You like, you created mm-hmm. the the stage right. the with your soul, with your soul guides, right? Right. Before you incarnate, right. and you're like, this is who the child I want to be in this area to learn these lessons, mm-hmm. right? Right. And then. You come into this life and then everyone has free will and you ab but the lessons that you're supposed to learn, you are like, I want to learn these. Mm -hmm. And so your guides, your angels, your helpers, your heavies on the other side won't intervene if that's what you signed up for. If you're, Mm -hmm. so, uh, mm -hmm. so the, the catch 22 is that you don't know what things those are. So you have to be faithful and stay in the moment Mm -hmm. and know that either you're getting a bracelet or you're giving a bracelet. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So those were
1: our, some of our holy shit moments. We would like to hear your holy shit moments. It'd be great to do a bonus about some of those moments
0: that happen to our listeners, wouldn't it? Yeah, I want to hear from you guys. <laughs> okay. I do. I feel like it shouldn't always be us. <laughs> this
1: should be an interaction, people. <laughs> no, seriously. Email us
0: at commonmystics at gmail. Check out our website, commonmystics.net, where you can read the newly subscribed or transcribed transcripts. <laughs> also, look for us on Instagram and Facebook at Common Mystics Pod. We're also on Twitter. You can subscribe and listen in on Amazon, Audible, Tuned In, Stitcher, Spotify. Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts where you can leave us a positive review so other people can find us. We do love those positive reviews. Yay. Yay. Thank you for listening,
1: everyone. Thank you so much, guys. Good night.